I'm Jake. I'm Joe. What are we talking about? Shit, shit. <laughs> I need a little tambourine. Little tambourine. Or maracas. (laughs) (laughs) That'll be fun to edit out later. Just giving you jobs. Thank you for that. It's so much easier to do whenever there's stuff to do. (laughs) Not like I have to sift through 26 minutes. Define when the start of this is. There's gonna be a, like a minute of silence here where we left the room <laughs> to get water. Excellent. Excellent. So hey, uh, Halloween's pretty soon. It is pretty soon. You're right. This is an accurate statement that you have now made. <laughs> that was subtle. I'm not going for subtlety around here. Hey, no. well, this is a Halloween episode. Last time you went for last time you went for subtlety, so, it fell apart. It was subtle and smooth, and we just fucked it all up. So <laughs> now I'm just like, hey, Halloween episode, what you got? All right, so let's talk about horror movies. I suppose that's the typical thing that's, to talk that's about. The usual when you're going in uh, media land, uh, as we tend to do of movies and books and uh, TV series and music and all that jazz. And, uh, yeah, so horror theme is, is usually what what people go with right now. That means I actually have a pretty solid idea. We're going to, when he comes over to record on Tuesday or next Tuesday, we're going to record, uh, talk about our paranormal experiences. Ooh, and you're leaving me out. Leaving me out. Shame. Unless you want to come over Tuesday morning. What the fuck? I got an exorcism scheduled to do here recently, <laughs> and you, you take me out of this conversation. <laughs> I see. <laughs> People call me up to their ghost house, but I'm not invited to the paranormal conversation. No, you are not. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. It's understandable. Now, uh, we need a third microphone in here, though. <laughs> we we don't have the, the we don't have the technology <laughs> for a third person. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's exactly what it is. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I was gonna ask you know the mas- most basic uh, uh, what's What's our uh, uh, favorite film, horror film, going on here? You're doing a jo- John Cusack around here. Give me <laughs> your top top three. <laughs> Ooh, that was a struggle to listen to. <laughs> I couldn't remember the name of the movie. <laughs> right. Tell me it if you remember. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. You can't think of it either. Um, so my favorite. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to ignore it. It's fine. Uh, it's fine. <laughs> it would have to be the 1978 Halloween. No, it's just... That's the wrong one. I know. I know. It's been so long since I watched Halloween. The last one I watched was the, the most one. recent one. Yeah, yeah, which is, I think, a fantastic sequel. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. Pretty good. It's, uh, pretty good. Especially I was, I watched, uh, it was written by Danny McBride. Yeah. I watched a recent kind of breakdown talking about how um, all the early horror films were all like leaving the home in order to go out into the some other world uh, wilderness or go out to a camp or go to uh, another haunted house or something like that and then they'd always get killed and then like the more recent movies are all like death is at home it's like uh, 
you know that uh, the new Halloween remake they come back to her house um, purge you're hiding in your house which is supposed to be safe and people are breaking in see that makes yeah, more sense kind of to stuff, me how for... it's like uh, how that's become the new uh, concept within horror I think uh, th- that makes more sense for a horror movie is the closer to home the scarier it feels you go out of your way now I mean something like like you know that I have a, a slight fear of the woods yeah, um, understandably. Uh, I mean, so like that kind of stuff kind of gets me. But again, mm-hmm. like one of the best versions of that that I've seen is Strangers. Yeah, which yeah, is they're surrounded by woods, but they're in their home. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's I think that's far scarier to me than, it, than anything else. It's hard to find any hard hard for us to find anything else anything anymore that actually scares me. Yeah, it's uh. Halloween, the nineteen seventy eight Halloween still scares me, but not like to the point where I'm like, you know, pissing yeah. myself or having nightmares. <laughs> yeah. But like but it's still You like it for the unsettling Yeah, uh, it's unsettling uh, atmosphere more yeah. than Which is actually um watching um recently watched The Haunting at Hell House. Mm-hmm. Um very good, really good uh yeah. show. But it's not <laughs> there's one part, but there's no real jump scares to speak of. It didn't really scare me. See, I constantly me. heard that it's like full of jump scares. No. Like that's like some of the issues. Like they constantly, oh, there's something here. Oh, something. No. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, but it's not like super, it's not in your face about it. The biggest feeling you get when you watch the show is an unsettling feeling the entire time. Like you feel uneasy, but there is one jump scare and I, it scared the shit out of me. <laughs> It was some some. It was just obviously just a typical jump scare where it's all of a sudden popped out of nowhere, and I'm just sitting there with Michelle watching it, and all of a sudden I'm just like, ah, oh, ah, "What? I don't like that." <laughs> I had not felt like that feeling yeah. in a, not since I watched um, the fourth kind. Mm, did I actually? That's, that's a good one. I didn't actually get got by a fucking jump now, scare since then. Honestly, that's that's one of the ones that kind of. Uh, like alien horror tends to get me a little bit yeah because um it filters in that conversation more of like well aliens is more of a uh not necessarily supernatural it's a it's a physical world thing that can get you and then it's uh um just you know them being so much more overpowered than us that we be a play thing like we treat some of the lesser yeah. what we deem lesser animals um and then I've, I've heard also some uh, uh, breakdowns of that saying that it's like our humanity as uh, it's a representation of humanity's guilt where we see an actual uh, another civilization civilization judge us based on what we've done and treat us and, and in treat kind. us in, in the kind. And it, that's why that fear works. But yeah, just the idea of like, um, like I always think of uh, I'm going to say it's the missing or um, something along that line. The 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 woman her uh, daughter gets removed from her memory. Oh then, yeah. Um, or her son, and then uh, the other yeah. Person. But yeah, that that one was always a good one. It was basically they were just tweaking reality a little bit and removing them, and noticed that the mothers tend to have that uh, motherly bond and still are harder to get them to remove that memory. From. I don't um, think I've ever seen that movie, but it's it's pretty decent. Alien Alien Horror is can't it will get me because 
Yeah, the fourth kind, I think, I remember kind of leaving me a little uh, shook. Yeah. I see. Now, whenever I was younger, I had uh, had frequent nightmares about there was this thing that was on Fox, and it was about it was alien autopsy. Mm. Yeah. And it petrified me so much that I had nightmares for like weeks about it. And uh, so from then on, like I can't handle like the typical alien. Yeah. Look, like I can do like. Star Wars where it's different kinds yeah, yeah. of stuff, but like the, that typical big headed the gray. The gray design. Yeah. yeah. Um I couldn't remember. Which, what they which the fourth it. kind plays with the idea because one of the arguments is that it's a owl uh concept is that what we're seeing is like cause an owl walking with it because its neck can elongate yeah. really long and then it walking it it hobbles kind of in that uh uh odd odd measure and it's got the big eyes and the oblong head and that that that's what we're seeing a lot of the times when we're misrepresenting seeing these gray creatures, humanoids. Um, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, owls just walking around like weirdos, then in there. Yeah, yeah. I uh, know this. The particular scene in that movie that got me, well, the whole thing shook me. But like, the particular scene was the scene whenever uh, what was it? It was they were doing an interview video recording an interview obviously and it was all of a sudden she sits there silent for a second then the video starts to distort she just screams Mm -hmm. at the top of her lungs and starts to like distort herself like her body contorts uh and i remember that it made me jump so hard in the theater like i was the only person in the theater though and i jumped so hard and i think that has something to do with the fact that you're already uneasy watching it and same thing with haunting the hell house. I was, the entire mm-hmm. time you're just uneasy and then it hits you with that and you're just taken right out of your seat yeah. and does the extra step to knock yeah, you out. Yeah, yeah, damn it. <laughs> you ever seen a, a Putu bird? No. That's something we'll have to Google afterwards. It's like both a, a horrifying creature and the goofiest looking fucking creature of like it both is like terrifying depending like how big its pupils are dilated. Like if his pupils are dilated all the way, it's terrifying. If they're not, it looks goofy as fuck. And uh, but yeah, just thinking of weird, weird birds. Um, it's P O O T O O. I figured that's what it was. That was. There it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh. That's its pupils dilated. Horror yeah, creature. Look, keep scrolling and see the goofy versions when it's people's, it looks like a dork. Um, it does look like a yeah. dork. Yeah, they're like super camouflage. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's both dorky shit. And I've seen a that picture monster. before, but I've never seen that fully dilated. Yeah, look side by side. I know. <laughs> I know it's the difference. But uh, yeah, I always always think of that. Um, one looks like it's just laughing like hysterically at something stupid and the other one looks like it's laughing maniacally at <laughs> killing somebody he's got such a wide mouth <laughs> yeah it's gonna eat you oh um, jesus <laughs> Ugh. but uh don't need that wipe yourself from that uh I don't need so that. what about halloween specifically uh makes it something uh that you consider your favorite most favorite uh oh um that it feels real that it's something that could actually happen. Um, I, I like the idea. It's very minimalistic. It's very basic. Even the mask itself is, I mean, just a William Shatner mask painted white. Mm-hmm. It has no features, nothing special about it. And 
he still ends up being the most terrifying thing at all. And, and, and almost any movie, I still think Michael Myers is one of the most terrifying creatures in most, even modern horror movies. Yeah. I, I don't know. And like, Jamie Lee Curtis, yeah, uh, her performance is, it. she sells it so well. And she's so good at just being the typical survivor girl. Mm-hmm. Like, but she surpasses just run of the mill. She's the scream queen. Yeah. She's the best thing in that movie. Which I was going to reference it, but I, I suppose uh, that might come before. I was thinking of Alien being one of the first um, representations of like the, the scream queen type setup, but her being consistently a bit of a badass in it to where, you, you know, because like, I feel like Jamie Lee Curtis in the first one is a little more of a, a victim role than necessarily fighting back as much, but she does. She does fight so back, but know, yeah, she's I don't know closer if she would be before the... or after that. I think she's after, yeah. but not by much. Like, when I think of like... Like, it might... Actually, let me look that up real quick when it was made. I think they're real close together. A- Alien's up there in, in my rewatched, uh, you know, consistently rewatched uh, horror films. Yeah, that's a. Uh, and that's a I, good I thought one. about that idea of like it being maybe one of the earlier. It kind was a of year later. It came out. Alien after mm-hmm. Halloween. Okay, um, but thought maybe that might be one of the first um, kind of female badass role model type oh, characters so, for sure. in those situations. Because I always think of Ridley as being you know just a badass badass character. Um, and even in the second one, she's you know around even a bunch more of badass. she's a bunch of space marines, and she's the one they're all like. <laughs> Dude takes care of shit. I'll tell you um, what, I've never seen the second I've never seen Aliens. Really? I own it. I've never seen Game it. Game over, man. I do uh, know that bit. So yeah. It's Game it's good. over. Uh I I a couple years back went and bought uh all the Predators and it was the same time I got Mission Possible. I got all the Predators on Blu-ray, all the uh Aliens on Blu-ray, all the uh the two Alien versus Predator movies. No. And I marathoned everything. And it also ties slightly into Blade Runner, so I watch Blade Runner and Blade Runner twenty forty nine again, and the yeah, because I I do these weird like they're technically re- connected, so. weird ridiculous binges of things just to make myself. He did uh, do re- he recently did all the Star Wars things. Yeah, right before uh, the final Star Wars uh, movie came out, I watched every Star Wars film. Uh, read the synopsis of every single comic book and book that's in the current canon timeline, watched all of uh, Star Wars Rebels, uh, Clone Wars, and uh, I want to say there was something else involved. Oh, and I played uh, the video game uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2. And I read the synopsis for the uh, Battlefront one, and I played, and I 100%ed Fallen Order, all in the time frame before the final. Uh, Did you realize that that's almost, been a year, almost yeah, been a year. Yeah. But yeah, so I I like uh, to set these gauntlets for myself and like, no, do it, do it. As far as gauntlets go, it's a pretty fun gauntlet. Like, yeah, I mean, it it was interesting and it's not real super challenging. Really, it's just and, like and doing it in canon timeline was how i read and uh watched everything so like i read the synopsis for every novel and comic that went in between each movie before i watched the second movie now were these canon yeah they're all they're all it was all the stuff that's considered canon i didn't read any of legends i know some of the legends right but i didn't read any of those in preparations for this so it and two i mean (laughs) 
most no one is actually going to ever own all these things and have them in the collection. In I mean, the I'm canon. positive there are. But... I'm, I'm positive there are people who do, but most people aren't going to get that story in that way. Um, but when you do, you have all these artists and uh, people who have essentially fixed as much of the problems of both the prequels and sequels as they can and made them make sense and gave them so much more nuance See, that it makes the movies awesome, which, which is, is my bad problem. that they have to do yeah, that. Yeah, that's my problem with any of it because y- you can see it as, as like, oh, these help make them better. Yeah. I see it as they were bad and they tried <laughs> to fix them. Yeah, but in doing this and saying it's part of the canon, it does give more nuance to those characters if you take it as like this is the story of their lives right um i saw one recently i might have sent it to you it was just talking about how the end scene with obi-wan telling uh anakin you know you're yeah, my, my brother i loved you uh but they're saying like the idea that he's the best scene in all the yeah. prequels trilogies <laughs> well, they were saying that uh too if you looked at it in the context of Jedi aren't meant to love and the only person he had said to that he loved was the Duchess Satine in Clone Wars uh, that was like the love of his life that he almost would have uh, when he was younger would have left the Jedi Order right. for it's the only person else he's ever f- spoken those words aloud to it adds more merit to the fact like and within the Clone Wars he knew about his and Padme's relationship and didn't say anything and so they're saying, like, him saying, you were my brother, I loved you, was him, like, I was at that level I see, where I actually cared about you more than, like, That was, in the Star Wars movies and the prequels, Yeah, I have a lot of problems with those movies. I understand. That yeah. is not one of them. No. That, that I fully great. embraced it. I loved it because you and McGregor sold that oh, moment. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. in that moment, like, you believed that they were really, even though, like, there was no real proof of it. Yeah, you believed it. Yeah, and I mean, when you watch the Clone Wars, you see those three years of their relationship build a lot more, um, which adds to that nuance again in that. And uh, I love that edit too in, of A New Hope, where it's cutting him uh, talking about you know Anakin Skywalker as Luke's father, and but it's like cutting uh, to the scenes where. Yeah, he cut his legs cut off. Cut his legs off on Mustafar. It's a nice little edit. Um, yeah, I saw one too, which, not to get into a big Star Wars thing, uh, in our Halloween episode. <laughs> um, it's kind of scary. It's yeah. Fun. There's monsters. Scary bad. Um, scary bad. There's uh, someone was talking about the fact that uh, Luke tells R2 to not, um, he says, stay with the ship. To R2-D2, yeah. R2-D2 continues to follow him because the last time was Anakin telling him to stay in the ship, and that's when Anakin died Yeah, to him. So he, he follows Luke around regardless. That's heartbreaking. <laughs> that's just like, oh, 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 little R2. Oh, no. But yeah. Um, I feel sad, R2. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, just, it, it adds some nuance and, and interest yeah. to it. And I, I liked looking at it in that way because I'm like, all right, I want to try to give it like as much of like – the storyline known as I could with every one of these bits of situation and see if I see anything that other people wouldn't have ever noticed. And it uh, allowed me to enjoy episode nine more than most people would. Yeah. 
more more than most people would. And I I agree with all the criticisms for the most part. It's not a good movie. Yeah, I agree with all the criticisms <laughs> for the most part. What I'm saying is like um they had to I, do a lot of I can, bending over backwards yeah. to fix it. Uh no, no, not necessarily that. But I could I could explain why situations things were there and why people were in certain situations or why they couldn't do things where people were like why didn't they just do it this way? Because I knew like the tech of the area and the planets they were on and stuff like that, that a casual viewer isn't going to Well, that's know. the thing too. It's like, and this is the way I always, I've always looked at it. And this has always been the, uh, a point of contention between Joseph and myself is that I see it as the movie should stand on their own. They, they should, they, need... they should absolutely. And I, I don't disagree with that. I'm just saying that, um, no, if it, if it is built from their point of view, for you as a viewer to know these things, it works better. Um, so that's not they, how it was built. It was no. built that way because they saw the mistakes that yeah, were made. Yeah, and they went back and and there was also a demand for that that material. People wanted more uh, movies and shows and, and things like that. Well, yeah. So them being able to have that opportunity, they went ahead and fixed and added things while making that backstory. But, uh, you know, I can... If I'm going to, because I'm going to watch the, you're going to watch the next Star Wars, even if you don't. Always. Watch it, you're going to watch it. So why not? Uh, I'll be gleeful about it. I'll see the trailer for it. And I'll get all teary eyed and I'll be happy. And then I'll watch <laughs> it and be like, oh and man. So disappointed. But well, if you're going to go through all that, why not give it the best possible view- version of viewing you can possibly give it? Yeah. <laughs> this is where I took it. And I, I didn't walk away without problems, but like people going into it and going like, why is she? Why can she force heal? Well, force healing's been a thing. With force healing's been a thing in, in the Star Wars yeah, universe for a but long time. People didn't who haven't seen it in we the movies. Seen, yeah, I guess I do only know they it from the yeah. from the the extended universe. Yeah. So and then uh, you know the fact that he goes to Mustafar to get the holocron, which holocrons have been a thing throughout all yeah. Star Wars. If you know the thing, why he's on Mustafar? Why it has plants on that planet? Even I though do it's know that too. There's again, a storyline there. Yeah, but you don't know it unless you know the backstory. And then there should have been. I think they they should have done something to make it clear that it was Mustafar rather yeah, than yeah. just just hoping him go grab people it. read the. Yeah, exactly. And then like you know, uh, her seeing Dark Ray and stuff like that. That 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 goes into Luke seeing the evil version of himself as Vader in the dark side cave. Uh, you know, they're there. You just gotta, I, honestly, my yeah. only real problem came with Is that knife. <laughs> that God's that That's, knife that's one of my main issues. I was like, really? That's one of my issues. But, but no, um, <laughs> because I mean like in, in the they, C3PO. Yeah. Couldn't read it because it was for, I'm like, well that, that's fine to me in that. That bothers me only because it's like, but really, like, well, I mean, he's—it's a contrived way to get to a to a point where yeah, you get a partially. get a heartwarming moment of them erasing his memory, even though they yeah. know that they're not going to keep it that yeah. way. Yeah, but I mean, Palpatine—he is the Senate, so I mean, if there's going to be laws involved, uh, he he could corrupt that system to a certain extent, so no one can view Sith artifacts or things like that. But the thing is, like, she obviously has like some force sensitivity to like the force memories of objects which is a power that some people have yeah. in the Star Wars universe. So why couldn't the knife just give her a vision of where the room was instead of it lining up at the specific angle it needed to be especially since it was out? Palpatine's? Yeah. 
like and she's a palpatine supposedly like yeah, it seems a little uh off, like, oh i'm gonna get visions of things from anakin's lightsaber but i'm not gonna get visions from this knife and like the one thing the that way, it really kills me is like they very clearly from the start had no plans well and then for these said movies. they had issues with yeah change and stuff at the last minute my and then my only other real major issue was the the ending in, I would have liked to have seen the Force Ghost of everyone imbuing her yeah. with the power of all the Jedi. That's more of a otherwise of just like saying like, yeah, I got fan. all the power. It's kind of like, eh, you know, it's sort of a fan. Like hope. if you'd seen the uh, spirits behind her, it would have given more merit to her being able to push against Palpatine. And there's also dispute over whether or not like Ezra is actually dead or if um, Ashka is dead. Yeah, Ashka. No, Ahsoka. Ahsoka. Asuka. Yeah. Who's Asuka? No one's Asuka. Oh, that's, that's a wrestler. Yeah. That's yeah. where I was. Yeah. All right. But yeah, Asuka. Ahsoka. 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 Ahsoka Tano. Ahsoka Tano. Um, but but she's... I don't know if she's dead or not. Yeah. That's the thing. But they're we saying don't because really, you hear her, Yeah. that's her force ghost. Yeah. But we don't see the force ghost. Because we don't really know if she's dead at that point. But she would be old as fuck if not. So, I mean, it's fine. And, and then Anakin's saying whatever he's like bringing in like I did. I'm like, motherfucker, yeah. you didn't though, clearly. Yeah. It's, and that's, that's another, but, like, I can kind of explain that away to make it work for me a little bit. Which... I shouldn't have to do agreed this much mental management to make things work better. Yeah. But um, in the concept that he did, ideally he did uh, balance it. Now Palpatine uh, got cloned, had a clone, and then he force transferred his spirit to that clone. Um, that's not really on him. And then the idea that is that what the Palpatine was at the end? Yeah, yeah. It's it's a clone of him. That he's spirit transferred, which force transfer was also a thing from the oh, yeah. that Sith could do. The Jedi retain their spirit afterwards through the uh, which Qui Gon's the one who discovered that. But ideally, they were making clones of Palpatine, trying to create a body for him to force transfer into, and that's where Snow came from because it was one of the mutated clones that didn't work out very well. For his body, it wouldn't take his spirit. Well, yeah, I knew I knew Snoke was, but and there was and then, no clear definition. I know, in the movie I know. The movie doesn't, but yeah, that's that's a cloned body of him. But they're none of them are perfect, and that's why they're falling apart. And he has to be basically like strung up by these medical devices because the body basically rots off. Yeah, and that's the thing is one of the arguments in the original legends type stories and stuff was that. Um, you couldn't do you couldn't clone a force person but you could you clone luke in the in the extended universe luke got cloned at one point yeah they they eventually worked some things out and were able to do it but initially you wouldn't you wouldn't have been able to clone a forced person uh palpatine does it later on and force transfers into a younger body in the legend stories and that's what they were going for was that they had created on this planet he had created clones for himself and then as soon as he dies he essence transfers into that new body but it just he had to keep creating clones because the bodies would deteriorate off of him i also think that they changed things um on the fly because things leaked out yeah, probably i think because like matt smith was intended to be uh sorry public yeah. episode Huh. Yeah, I I <laughs> no, Palpatine's scary. It's fine. What uh, were we talking about? Yeah, that's our thing. That's uh, cool. 
Matt Smith, I think his name is the Doctor Who actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, I think, intended to be a younger, a younger Palpatine, and he turned out to be. Was he in the movie? I don't remember seeing him. But he was supposed he was cast in the movie, but uh, in any case, so yeah, which that might have been the Trevorrow script, and then they changed it to no um, Palpatine didn't play into Trevorrow's script. I didn't at all. Well, um, I didn't. No one knows that he's was supposed to be Palpatine. You're surmising that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I he guess. could have been in the Trevorrow. That was script. one of the, I guess that was one of the rumors. It said that it leaked okay. that it leaked out that he was going to be young Palpatine. That was uh, after, but. Uh, uh, Abrams was taken over. Yeah, but uh, the argument too is like that it always needs to be balanced, kind of a thing. And then Luke, right after the death of Palpatine, goes and tries to start a new Jedi Order. You know, oh, we're all light, and they're building up again. So then something has to happen to balance that back out to a certain extent. So it was essentially more so Luke trying to bring the light back up, created a an opposition. So Anakin was throwing shade at Luke then. He was, he was like, Possibly. balance it like I did. And then you could also Dick. you could also argue that without Anakin, this wouldn't have happened either because Anakin gave birth to uh, Luke and Leia yeah. who yeah. then train uh, Ben and Ben Solo and uh, Rey yeah. who then finally do destroy it by being uh, these balance of both sides uh, brought together uh, the together. Dyad. The Force Dyad, which yes. they didn't go into enough in the movie either to explain that situation. Because like, uh, the way the context of what they were talking about goes all the way back to the first movie and why her skills gained so much was that when he tries to uh, read her mind, she starts reading his slightly too and gains experience from him who has been trained right. and learns some of his skills and that's why she speeds up so quick to catch up with him is because she's gaining knowledge from him and she he's gaining knowledge from her. But they didn't really go into that enough in the movie. I really could have used another episode. Yeah, it, it could have used a new episode or just, you know, better written dialogue and timing. and Yeah, maybe, um, maybe just had Abrams take over and, and run the entire thing. I don't know. I mean... He, I feel like he had I mean, at least if an he, input. If he, you had one director yeah. over the entire thing, you, you knew, okay, well, but this is where it Abrams is kind of bad, too, about like it's true. having uh, unraveled endings that didn't really go anywhere. Yeah. You know, his old That's mystery true. box layout. <laughs> you need someone who's got a, can fucking stick a landing. You need a Favreau at this point. <laughs> Maybe. To, to, uh, to, I would have liked Filoni and Favreau, yeah. To constrain it. like just Bring, bring like, Filoni and Favreau. Filoni would have knocked us out of the park. He would have looked at that script and been like, what? None of this no, works. <laughs> this is not right. And if we're going to do it, I'm going to show you why this is important. Because yeah. I can write a fucking Star Wars script. Yeah, I don't know why that dude hasn't been given the opportunity. He he really should be the overseer of he should be. the Star Wars from now. I do like I do like the idea of Favreau. Yeah, like Favreau's just, fine because like Filoni said, he's like I'm still learning how to do live action and how to film it. Yeah, and all that kind of but stuff. But have them both do block. it. Yeah, but so I mean, have him guide Filoni on how to do this because like Dave Filoni, like the Clone Wars series, is like. It has a little bit of a rough start, like trying to find its thing, but once it gets there, it's it's solid. Favreau clearly also gets Star Wars, yeah, so quickly too. Like Mandalorian, yeah, that's the most Star Wars that's ever Star Wars. Yeah, which yeah, it's him and Filoni, and that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, and oh, the, they were talking about too. Like, I watched that uh, 
uh, round table type thing with mm-hmm. all of them. And, you know, you can see, because they talk about, like, uh, George Lucas really, like, has basically <laughs> flown his apprentice, essentially, uh, and yeah. has like, been teaching him, you know, like, all of why he did what he did, what the story is to him, what it means to him, why it is this way, all that stuff through all of the Clone Wars. So they kind of take Filoni as, like, the next Lucas-esque figure in the Star Wars setup. But I think Filoni also knows as a fan why it's good and right. why some of Lucas's ideas aren't really the so best he layout. he might be the better Lucas. <laughs> Ideally. Because, like I said, Clone Wars fucking is... There's actual good writing of, like, character emotion. Yeah. And it's a good Star Wars story. <laughs> Speaking of which, I gotta watch that. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, but, like uh, I said, it's it's worth it. If if you do like the movies enough to where you might rewatch them at some point, it's worth it to watch Rebels and Clone Wars. Um, and Rebels basically tells the beginning of the um, rebellion against the the empire and um and the founding of that which ahsoka uh is the head of that well she starts it essentially with ezra ezra is the uh, a broadcast he broadcasts a message to out to space and that's where the rebellion actually joins together as a formation so he's essentially the founding of that but ahsoka goes to um uh, leia's uh, stepfather or uh, father adopted father uh organa yeah bail uh, organa yeah um and they basically work together to start using uh alderon as like a base of dissent against the empire um which there's a line within clone wars basically implying that she is the uh essence of the light side of the force at that point um because the actual being that was the cur- direct the current of the light side of the force into the universe died resurrecting Ahsoka and then she had this owl that followed her everywhere and then in the Clone Wars the owl is seen with Ahsoka constantly so it's kind of implied that she is carrying the, the essence of the light side from then on and uh, so and then she sparks the rebellion so I mean it's it, it ties in a lot of stuff that makes it a lot better story <laughs> than just the films. So horror movies. Yeah, so uh, my favorite. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about your favorite horror movie. Um, well, if we want to go with Star... No, um, I really like Maul. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, I, one of the ones I revisit probably the most the two I most and this is where we get into like what you consider a horror film because Silence of the Lambs would probably be up there as one of the ones I watch the most and it fits into the horror genre but I don't necessarily think of it as a horror film I think of it as a crime thriller crime thriller more so but it's sometimes placed in that horror category so I think it's only because of uh Hannibal Lecter yeah and he's kind of awesome um which, those are probably one of my favorite book series, too, is the whole Hannibal Lecter uh, quadrilogy. Oh, yeah. The Red Dragon, Hannibal, and uh, Silence of the Lambs. Silence of the Lambs, and then um, uh, Hannibal Rising is the, the other one. 
the books are are wonderful and they really flesh out the villains way better than the movies did yeah where you actually understand where they're coming from like because you could almost look at which they make the line in in the silence of lambs movie that you know like uh trans uh people are you know almost never uh violent uh, create or do violent crimes um but in the book it goes into even more detail like with the doctor about like making uh it clear necessarily that it's not hateful towards like the trans community in any way like he's explaining like he thinks he is this but that's not really what he is right um so i mean like because i could see now like a lot of people within that community not liking that depiction in that movie right um which is understandable but like i said the book goes through and clears it up and they have the lines in the movie kind of referencing that but that's the thing um but otherwise i would say the one i would go back and rewatch a lot is the shining honestly and i and it's and like i can't really tell you why i would say that's and that's the weird thing about the shining is like on its own if i was just like to tell you like oh the family goes to a haunted house and this and this happens it doesn't really it's not something that would normally uh pique my curiosity or interest that much there's a lot more layers to that movie there's there's a lot more layers to it and there's something about just i don't know the atmosphere and the layout that kubrick puts into that film um makes it really enjoyable for me to where it's almost like nostalgic to go back and rewatch it often and since I've read the book, it's a little harder because now I know what they did wrong and why Stephen King was like, fuck this movie. Yeah. Um, which then they continued on with uh, Dr. Sleep and kind of screwed up more of that movie. I know that they, books, he, in Stephen King liked Dr. Sleep more. Yeah, yeah, he liked Dr. Sleep more. he also liked it because the, the director... Um, I can't think of it. I like all those guys' movies, but I cannot remember his name. He uh, he wanted to fix what what uh, Kubrick did, fucked up. But he f- added more fuck ups too. But from from reading it, yeah, yeah. There, there's a lot of issues. And really, it comes down to mostly like in The Shining, Jack Nicholson uh, is a dick. Really, through all of it, even when he's like supposed to be a better nicer dad he's still kind of a dick in the movie and he comes off as kind of a dick whereas in the book like danny really loves his dad and they're like buddies and hang out and you see it like really go from like good dad to shit shit person because of the uh spirits and then um he gets possessed and is trying to kill danny and danny like uh reminds him of the boilers about to blow up because as he's been like corrupted and stuff, he forgets us to take care and let the pressure off the boiler and the whole building is blown up and his dad basically fights the spirits to not let himself go. So he can die in the building to let his, uh, Wendy and, um, Danny actually get out of the hotel before it explodes. So he's kind of a hero in the end in that he, fights it enough to save their lives which is what he does in dr sleep what danny does in dr sleep what danny does in dr sleep yeah but in even in dr sleep uh it's um i can't think of the dad's name in this uh jack 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 torrance that's right jack torrance saves shit again 
in the shining or in uh, doctor sleep, not in there at all. And, yeah. um, because the building's not even there. It's like a tourist spot at that point. Yeah. But the spirits still are around that area. And, uh, because of the vampire esque people, they go to, uh, basically suck out, uh, Danny's soul and, Jack has basically possessed him and lets them like attack him and then lets all the spirits of the like the hotel kind of at him. And he basically saves his son again. And then two one of the things that like ties the characters together in Doctor Sleep isn't there in this. Like he just meets the little girl um Oh, the he, he's he, actually her uncle. Uh yeah, yeah. Her mom is uh, Jack Torrance's secret uh, affair child. Yeah. So that's why they connect in the first place is because they're actually relatives. Um, because And it also makes mention in the book that Jack has something, but he's shut it off in some way. So it's like from his line that this The Shining comes from. Um, it's never really mentioned in there. But, I mean, it just kind of presents a lot more of... Um, you know, Jack in in a more interesting light. I feel like yeah, I, per- I, stuff. I personally enjoyed the movie Doctor Sleep far more yeah. than I enjoyed The Shining. Understandably, it's uh, a lot but more it, action oriented. It I does think, also uh, it makes me want to go back and watch The Shining, yeah, again because I didn't enjoy The Shining so I, I much. Know, like, something about it like always uh, always is is enjoyable for me just to throw on and watch even though like i said like usually i like a thriller or mystery story or something that's a little more not necessarily faster paced but you like you want to get to the end and see what happens kind of thing and it doesn't really have quite that momentum in it but it's still something about it just uh i don't know catches my eye where like and me and my wife both just like it's something we'll throw on once in a while. See, The Shining is like one of those movies to me. It just, it didn't grab me and in the least. Like, none of the characters, I didn't give a shit about the characters. Yeah. I'm like, good, let them all die. I, I heard care. something recently about like uh, John Cusack talking about wanting to do a 1408 too. Yeah, which yeah. I, I like 1408. I've told you that. Uh, so, I mean, yeah. I'm into that. But, um, and then, uh, what does it say? It was like, uh, even the documentary, uh, yeah. I want to say it's like 302 or something. It's 203, something like that. It's the, the room where the creepy old lady is in, yeah. in the original. Um, even that documentary I've watched more than once. <laughs> just, I don't the documentary me. looked interesting. Yeah, I, like, I never watched it, but I wanted to watch it's it. It's interesting. Like You get the people that are, you know, it's obviously... Is it streaming on anything? Not, not any more that I know of. Um, it was on a couple things for a while, but I don't think it is anymore. Um, but you get you get the few people who are obviously reaching with a lot of stuff, but then there's a lot of stuff too where you're like, yeah, that doesn't make sense that that's there in this movie, or like, why is he wearing that? Like, like uh, Danny's wearing like an Apollo Eleven shirt or something like that, and then like they roll a ball to him, and then they cut to him, and he's it's the opposite direction that they've rolled the ball to him, and then like when he's riding the trike. Uh, from the way the frame is, it's a continuous shot. But from what we know from the previous frames, he goes from the first floor to the second floor while riding it in a continuous loop. And so they would have had to build the set in that way, knowing that that was an issue, even though it 
It's got to be something so, to do with disorienting people. Yeah, and it's, I think it's intended to disorient and make it seem dreamlike to a certain extent. But it's like all that level of detail in the ambience that you'll never normally see as a audience member. Kubrick was like focused on. Like there's the he was talk, like there's pictures of him sitting there and rotating the cans in the freezer at the beginning of the movie uh, to make sure that the images of the Native Americans and the cans are uh, angled at a specific angle so you could see them a certain way within the shot and just things like that like attention to detail like the tv they're watching has no cord but it's playing a show so they would have had to went out of their way to hide the cord from the frame to make it not appear and just stuff like that where you're like what was it what was going on here so it's 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 interesting to watch for sure i definitely would like to watch that if i can remember what it's called uh i can pull it up and yeah i can but uh yeah so Shining's probably one of the ones I, I kind of come back to more often than a lot of other stuff. I mean, it's something I probably watch once a year. Um, Room 237. 237. I was like, 203? Does 302? What? I knew it was somewhere in there. Oh, cool. It's on uh, Prime Video. Sweet. Yeah, you should check it out. It's it's interesting to watch. Like like I said, you get, you get some people that obviously reaching, and it's right. like kind of annoying to listen to with some of those. Yeah, but there's the idea that a lot of people think he faked the moon landing. So there's some people that try to go into and say it points to that. Um, but there's people that go into like the idea of like a couple things look like the Minotaur, but then they have the labyrinth uh, esque um, pattern pattern in the the uh, may, hedge maze. Right. Which there is no hedge maze in the original one. There's hedges that uh, react and like animal uh, hedges that come to life and attack oh uh, yeah in the book. i remember that in the other movie yeah and there's one point that was really good in the story where he's like playing it up there's a little playground there and like there's a dead kid in the playground with him like in one of the tunnels and it freaks him out and grabs him which was pretty good in the book but uh yeah so like they, they mentioned like there's a skier in the background but it's silhouetted in a way where it looks like a minotaur and they're saying like that was done with intention because of the labyrinth-esque setup later on and the way he stalks it he's like shuffling real weird and they're saying like he's supposed to be man beast-esque in the way and they just they go into a bunch of like little things that some are reaching but they're still entertaining to right think of that way yeah Um, Um, so yeah it's good good setup so, so what is it whenever you you pick a horror movie to watch what is it you look for like Honestly, one of my favorite things in horror movies is usually when it can take a motif or a, a design and make you reevaluate it through that medium. It's the same way with sci-fi or things like that. But like one of the more recent ones I watched um, was like Circle that made me I liked quite a bit. It's a Netflix uh, video, yeah. and it uh, it's basically takes a bunch of these people, puts them on this grid, and it's done like almost like it's an alien ship, and then it basically starts making people choose who's going to die next and you start to see the human behavior of uh you know the people who are trying to work as a community the people who are out for themselves and kind of that psychological setup i always really enjoy and that's one of the reasons why i like a lot of the early twilight zone stuff is because it's usually portraying some aspect of human nature and making you look at it in a new way because of the situation like you get the monsters of Maple Street is one of the ones I always think of, where uh, two aliens have basically shut off power to a, a block and start doing some weird things just to see how the humans would react. 
and the humans start turning on each other, start blaming each other. You're out to get us. You're doing this for us. Why are you doing that? Oh, uh, where are you going? Oh, I'm walking to the next town. No, you don't get to leave because we don't know who's actually up to this and you might be trying to get away. And they start turning each other till someone gets shot because of their paranoia. Yeah. And, you know, and that's the kind of line of it is that the monsters of Maple Street are the people, not the aliens who are subjecting them to this right. test. And so, like, ideas like that I've always really, really enjoyed in horror. And that's that's always something that's made me, like, what I always consider, like, a bit of a horror classic is when it does that motif. There's a, a cool movie. I think it's on Netflix. It's called Would You Rather. Yeah, I've seen that also. Yeah, and that yeah. ending to that movie, yeah. I don't want to get, get into it. I don't want to spoil it for anybody here, but the ending to it is pretty solid. Like. Yeah. And it does. It plays on human nature, yeah, how you like, would react, how what uh, you would do, and uh, you know what you would do in uh, the bid for money, essentially. And yeah. in this person's case, I think it's a, a medical procedure needing done. She uh, is trying to provide for uh, her brother, I yeah, think it is, uh, who has cancer and uh, his expensive treatments. Yeah, and, and so that's what she's a a rich uh, group of people basically set it up as. Uh, you come to this banquet as a gift. We're going to take care of your expenses, but you have to sit through and play this game with us. And it's a, it goes to an increasingly sadistic setup of, uh, well, would you uh, cut out your eye or stab the person next to you? You know, kind of a motif. Stab the person next to you. You got to play the game. Do one or the other. And uh, it's, it's an interesting look at, like, uh, how the human reacts in those situations. It's one of those same reasons I, I kind of like Saw still is intriguing to me, even though it, it very quickly delves into the B horror esque um, stuff where it just didn't quite have the same uh, highbrow concept or it overplayed it, I suppose, yeah. uh, to try to give a twist every, every one. Um, but I still liked like uh, Jigsaw as a character is still a very interesting character yeah. and his, his, concept of why he was trying to do this to these people was to give them all right like once you've faced true fear of death you're you're more willing to appreciate your life and that's that's an interesting concept and an interesting goal for a villain to have in the story and it still you know catches my interest in that way i uh personally i, I enjoy looking at movies that are like um something simple basic like uh like halloween where yeah. it's just like this guy escaped and he's trying to kill this one girl <laughs> for whatever reason yeah. and uh something like that i think is terrifying because it's just it's not completely out of the ordinary yeah, yeah. it's something that could legitimately happen something like Absolutely. strangers and there's also you know stuff like um hills have eyes type <laughs> sort of <laughs> to a certain extent like you you lose me whenever you get to Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the 13th, whenever it starts to get a little more supernatural. Uh, Jeepers Creepers up until the reveal of the Creeper. Yeah. (laughs) Some psycho. I I watched, which I I don't watch the Jeepers Creepers movies anymore, but uh, (laughs) I I will not support that director. Understandably. Um, But uh, yeah, whenever I watched that for the first time, I was like, oh, this is fucking creepy. And then all of a sudden it's like he's a pseudo dragon. I'm like, well, uh, <laughs> all right. I was still entertained by the idea. Yeah, of like, like the whole movie. Every is, twenty-three years, he comes back and he has to eat parts of people. Like that, it's got a really interesting like concept, concept it was, and it's it's 
even it's entertaining all the way through. And I love Justin it's, Long. So it, who doesn't like? Yeah. He's magnificent. But he's Same, just like James and Randy. He, <laughs> he's uh. But like just that reveal, it's like you think he's just like a creepy, weird old the hillbilly man. dude, yeah. And then all of a sudden he just sprouts wings, and you're like, "Whoa, holy <laughs> yeah, shit!" I think they run him over, and then he <laughs> his wing pops out. As is how the reveal goes. Yeah. You're like what? So and then I, they go in the second one. They just go full tilt, yeah. crazy. And I'm like, all right. I yeah. once you once you accept that and you watch like that second one, you're like, all right. I haven't watched the third one at all, but yeah. the like the waxen bodies stitched to the ceiling and stuff. It, it's, it's yeah. It, the first one still is something we come back to every once in a while and watch. I've got it on on DVD, so we but go yeah, back it's, watch. it's a lot of um, uh, the stuff that's normal, the stuff that's every day that can ha- that you know can go just completely fucking sideways. Yeah, is what. Yeah, and that's where the Strangers is like one that like uh, really upsets Misty. Like she always wants to rewatch it, but doesn't want to rewatch it because she knows it'll. Yeah, it's and there's one scene in that in particular that's like there's two. One is whenever she's like getting ice cream out or something like that, and then all of a sudden the guy just walks behind her and he's just behind her. Yeah, yeah, and then walks back into the room chilling and then it's the end whenever i think it's i think it's this one whenever they're like why are you doing this because yeah. like, you were home because you were home and we were, we decided to do it this it was just like oh yeah, my god that's the one that always fucks up that's yeah that well, was you know where we used to live we had, we lived in a farmhouse we're surrounded by yeah. woods when we watched it and she's like ah. i hated going to that house <laughs> <I know. laughs> i'm like hey let's go walk out into the dark woods let's, uh, let's no, not i gotta go home now <laughs> and be alive <laughs> Um, Jimmy, 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 pop, pop, pop. Um, Scream is another one. Scream's a good one too. Uh, Scream is fun ever, for a lot of reasons. Have you ever seen the video of like that one guy who is like, which it feeds into like I guess Parasite a little bit now, the the Korean film. Yeah, you watched it? Uh, no, we, never watched it. But uh, we, no. we watched it. It's it's pretty enjoyable. But there was a uh, basically like this. It was in a. I think it was in Japan. There was like some homeless guy living in like uh some section of the house like the attic or something and then every time they went to bed he'd sneak down eat some of their food take it back up to the attic with him to stay alive and he had been living there for like months so like it's a actual situation that happens occasionally you know these people just and i've seen a couple like we watch uh this youtube series called slapped ham yeah and uh which is a wonderful name uh Slapped him, uh, but it's got a lot of like these creepy home video type things you'll find. And like one was like you see like oh there's a board here in the house that I didn't really realize that was behind this thing. We heard this something get knocked over. We researched it and then you open it up and there's like a little bit of a an area that you can get to from the outside. And it's got like wrappers and stuff where someone was living like connected to your house and they didn't know it <laughs> for all that time. And yeah, that's. So like that part of like the stranger like yeah we're just in your house and you didn't <laughs> that's just how it is we knew our way in here no. yeah that's yeah stuff like that's what gets me it's again it's hard for me to find a horror movie anymore that's like that actually scares me mm-hmm. uh, I can still watch Arachnophobia and get scared <laughs> even though like even though watching I'm like this is stupid <laughs> which I absolutely love that movie still to this day like me I think me and Michelle would watch it once a year at least around Halloween yeah. Um, 
which is, I mean, there's a couple movies we watch regularly around Halloween, and it's, you know, it's our tradition. Yeah. Uh, what, what do you do? You have a do? You, do you have a <laughs> yeah. traditional horror yeah. movie? We we every October, like obviously, we watch a good amount of horror films, but we we kind of me and the wife do that pretty consistently because that's her favorite genre to watch. Right. Although recently she's been, I've been getting her really into old like early or like eighties and nineties action movies because they're so <laughs> cheesy and she's starting to like, Oh my God, these are amazing. Like we watched demolition man. Uh, we watched for the first time she'd seen it and she was like, this is probably one of my man. favorite movies I've ever seen. I love that um, movie so much. And we watched uh, Schwarzenegger's running man uh, here recently. I think I've watched that one. Uh, and I made her watch total recall with Schwarzenegger and yep. she enjoyed that. So yeah, we've kind of binge. And I also, uh, she, you'll love this particularly because we were watching this stuff um and then we watched the d- presidential debate here recently people kept making references to wrestling in it <laughs> uh, like someone mentioned they wanted uh they wished mean gene oakland could have yeah. uh, done the uh, been the moderator and then someone <laughs> yeah. was like someone else later was like and here comes bernie with the chair <laughs> and, and he got run yeah <laughs> so she was like she mentioned that and i was like talking about I was like, let me tell you something, Mean Gene. I kept doing it all day, and then I brought up uh, a <laughs> a promo thing with uh, Randy uh, Savage and Mean Gene Ogden, and the whole time he's going into his cocaine fueled rant, and he keeps pulling these little creamer Creamers cups out, out of, of everywhere. Little, yeah, and she was like, "This is the crop." And she's like, "This is amazing," and I'm like, "They're all amazing," and so like yesterday or something she came and she's like this is something i never thought i would ever say to you in our marriage i think i want to watch old wrestling <laughs> and i'm like yeah okay we, we can make this happen and i was like oh yeah that's that's pretty magical that's yeah so stuff. that's that's been so like because i've i've had her watch like early jet lee and like some van damme movies that i really liked when i was younger and uh she likes them but, but yeah, I'm like we've we've got some '80s and '90s sci-fi cheesy action movies. Suburban Commando. Yeah, yeah. Uh, set someone on fire, then like <laughs> villain off flambe, and then walk away. And, you know, have that bomb empathy set up. Uh, apathy. I always want to say empathy. They don't empathize with the fire. They don't. No. They, they have apathy towards the fire. Um, if suggestion though, have her watch. I believe it's SummerSlam. I want to say 91, but I'm not 100% sure. Yeah. SummerSlam 91 uh, Ultimate Warrior promo. Oh, God. Against yeah. Hulk Hogan. I, I, I've seen it. Yeah. yeah. Where he kicks down the cockpit door. And it's just. <laughs> Let me tell you something, brother. <laughs> hey. Uh, I feel like I've got a pretty good. Uh, Hogan. Yeah, yeah. Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Hulkamania. Uh, but, anyways. Yeah, so every Halloween, we get off topic a we lot. Do, I mean, that should really be the theme of our show. It should be. We do it so much. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, every year, uh, we we usually do a couple of the, the kid-friendly horror movies. Like, uh, well, say kid-friendly, but Witches is terrifying. But we watch that occasionally. Uh, it's a rolled doll story. It's got. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're doing the new one. Movie. Uh, yeah, uh, doing a new mo- movie with Anna Hathaway. But uh, originally it had uh, the lady who played Morticia. Um, I can never think of her name. She's oh. in a recent John Wick, uh, John Wick 3. Yeah. Um, 
I can never think of her name, but Angelica Houston. Angelica Houston, yes. Um, which no, that's not right. Yeah, no, that's right. I don't think it is. It is. It's absolutely right. I can't believe I, I yeah I, I said uh, the name and then I'm like no that's not right. <laughs> but uh, it is it, it is right. Yeah, it's Angela Houston. You're right. Uh, so we watch like the Adams Family movies and like Monster House and some of those that are that are good, you know, kid friendly ones. But uh, my my four and what we do over the month is I watch all the Simpsons Treehouse of Horrors. Yeah, which is really easy now via uh, Disney, Disney Plus. Plus. I did have it all downloaded legally on a set that was the Treehouse of Horror folder, and we'd watch it all legally. Um, correct. Uh, legally. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Horror. Uh, <laughs> then, um, which uh, off topic again. Me and uh, me and Evie, who's my seven year old. Would go through a bunch of uh, like when we'd go to the store, we'd uh, we're astronauts this time, we're looking for you know food to, to stay alive, and she'd be on the you know cart and I'd make it a spaceship type thing. And then like we'd do pirates, or yeah, you know, we'd make up little games while we were at the store to make it fun. And I'd be running around or and acting goofy. So we haven't went in a while because of the whole COVID s- situation, and she's kind of bummed, like, oh, we should do that again, it's really fun. Um, so I had to make a quick run to the store the other day and I, I grabbed her along with it and I was like, what do you want to do? And she's like, pirates. I'm like, all right. So I threw on like on my phone, a bunch of, uh, pirate sea shanties and, uh, she was doing oar rowing motions the whole ride to the thing. And I was like, what do we do with a drunken sailor? What do-? And we're singing along and then we like got in and I'm like, we got to get the booty. And she's dying. Cause I said booty, of course. <laughs> and then, uh, I got a couple things. She's ca- a kid, but I still laugh yeah. at that. <laughs> I was calling her Admiral Sugar Cookie and uh, stuff like that. And uh, we got up front, and I was like, all right, I just walk out, right? And she's like, you got to pay for it, Dad. I'm like, pirates don't pay for this. And she you know, was picking on her, and she's like, you got to pay for it, Dad. Don't do this, Dad. You're embarrassing me. <laughs> and then, But, yeah, she had a good time. So talking of uh, pirating, yeah, that was, that was pretty funny recently. But uh, we watched Treehouse of Horror. I watched uh, all of Courage the Cowardly Dog again, which is one of my favorite series. Um, and then usually Over the Garden Wall, which I don't know if you've ever watched uh. or heard of it. Um, it's got Elijah Wood as one of the main voice casts. Uh, he's the main character. Um, but it's like a 12-episode special series that was on Cartoon Network. And um, it's like this kid and his younger brother are on a Halloween uh, excursion uh, out getting candy and they, uh, a situation happens where they have to jump over this garden wall situation and it takes transports them to like this different uh, universe where they're trying to find their way back. And it's creepy and weird and has a has, uh, yeah, like 12 episodes little series. It's, it's really good. Um, so that's that's one, and you know, occasionally we'll throw in some horror episodes of like regular show or, uh, you know, stuff like that. Roseanne. But no, no, Roseanne doesn't get filtered into this. Um, but yeah, we uh, usually it's always Treehouse of Horror encouraged to carry the right. dog at least. But yeah, Over the Garden Wall is one of the ones we throw in there once in a while too. Treehouse of Horrors is definitely one that we watch. Now it's easier with, like yeah. you said, with Disney Plus. Um, one thing we watch every year, every year, I think we watch it on Halloween. Is uh, trick or treat? I call it trick or treat because I like to, treat, I like to yeah. announce the R. Over enunciate. Over enunciate. Uh, trick or treat, um, which is I think a wonderful, probably one of the best modern horror movies. 
And it's not necessarily a horror. I feel like I tried to watch it at one point and we didn't get very far. Yeah. Mm. Fucking I think we might have just stopped it to do something else, but I haven't seen it. It's really good. If you get a chance to I think it's because it. I confuse it with, I, I think it's because I keep confusing it with the other uh, Guillermo del Toro uh, story that has like a small boy in a uh, little weird mask. Um, look what that movie's called again. I'd have to look it up. I think you made it up. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um, yeah, th- that's the one we, Halloween we watched. But we, we basically watched just horror movies the entire time. But Trick or Treat is one of them that we watch pretty regular that we watch every year at least. Um, yeah, because I mean, I feel like. Uh, like I said, we you you I feel like you watch more dramas and things like that throughout the year than I really do. Like Misty's pretty much it's a comedy or a horror film is what she wants to watch right. with me. So we watch horror films yeah, every day I'm off pretty much. So it's uh the change of that's not, not, not too much, t- yeah. Too much generally that's what we, we we scatter around but we watch, you know, a lot of like conjuring, insidious, um, stuff like that, but it amps up around uh, October, so it's uh, that's definitely uh, what we enjoy watching most is uh, we like we watched Paranormal Activity today, which yeah, is Misty likes that one a lot. That's a good movie a lot too. That and like the uh, I don't remember the whole the, series, the, but the <laughs> the Conjuring and the Insidious movies and yeah. uh, Paranormal Activity. She tends to watch those. I do enjoy movies. all. Of, I think all of the Insidious movies. Um, Conjuring is really good. Conjuring Two is fine. Um, I don't like Annabelle. I think it's dumb. And then, but Annabelle Creation, which is the sequel, which is the prequel, is really good. And then Annabelle Comes Home is fine. There's a cloudy werewolf in it, and that's where I was like almost tapped out. Because I was like, really? Werewolf? All right. I guess we'll. I guess that's a part of this world now. Awesome. But uh, I'll still go see because they're going to make a Conjuring 3, so I'm still going to go see that. Yeah. Um, I'm apparently uh, full of shit, I guess. I cannot find this. Holy shit, you did make it up? This presumed Guillermo del Toro movie um, that is similar in layout to trick or treat <laughs> what the fuck I'm talking about apparently what is going on here I thought you were going to say Crimson Peak I'm like that's a vastly different that's movie that's a vastly different movie I don't know what the fuck like maybe he produced it or, or helped produce it or something his name was involved uh, sure it was it's gotta be cause like I know Kronos Mimic Devil's Backbone I'm not 100% wait he sure. was a part of Mimic yeah yeah he directed Mimic I did not know that yeah I like that movie. That was before I really knew who he was. Yeah, yeah. And then it's like Blade Two, Hellboy, Pan's Labyrinth, all the shit. Like I know for sure of him. So Blade Two. That was actually not a bad one. Yeah, I, I guess he's involved with the witches as well. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Pinocchio and Nightmare Alley. Robert Zemeckis is. Oh, okay, uh, here it is. Executive producer. Uh, the orphanage. Oh, what I'm thinking of. Yeah, that's right. He yeah. did. He produced it. It's a Spanish language film. Yeah. Yeah. El Orfanato. As it's actually 
I went to watch that because it had Guillermo del Toro's name on it. And yeah. And I was like, eh. Yeah, might as well. And then I, every time I see Trick or Treat, I'm like, is that that Guillermo del Toro? Nah, I don't care. I just don't watch it. You should watch it, though. It's really, it's pretty fantastic. <laughs> cool. It's a lot of fun. It's yeah. like crazy. Not crazy. It's fun. Um, which that actually ties into one of the movies also I would maybe put if you consider it a horror f- film is uh, one of the ones I think is really good is um, Pan's Labyrinth if you uh, yeah would you call it it, uh, it, it popped up fantasy. when I was looking at horror films it pops up but it's more of a fantasy but of a yeah fantasy I can see it's, it's dark yeah it, I mean some people still have some issues with the pale man after all this time so he is pretty haunting I mean um, but it's it's a beautiful movie. So I mean, it is. It's. I remember watching that. I remember renting it from Blockbuster, and the lady made sure with me several times. She's like, you know, it's in Spanish, right? I'm like, <laughs> yeah. And she's she's like, they speak in Spanish in the movie. I'm like, yeah. That's a, that's a that's a no go for a lot of people. And, but I was just. I, but I, she said it once. I'm like, it's enough. Stop repeating yourself. <laughs> but she kept repeating herself. I'm like, look, I get it. It's yeah. in another language. I can handle it. Are there English words at the bottom? I can do that. I don't speak Spanish, so I can't understand what they're yeah. saying. But what the fuck? <laughs> Some people that manage freak out about that shit. I do. Uh, I remember working at Family Video and people coming in like, throwing movie on the. This is all in Spanish. You got an English version? No. <laughs> this is an English language movie, or is this Spanish language movie? Like this is. The version it is. I'm a I'm a old old school weeb. I've I've mastered watching a movie while reading subtitles I at can, high speeds. I can see it's weird. I can do it with regular with live action movies. Yeah. That's fine. I'm fine with that. But when it comes to like anime, oh yeah, I, I struggle can, with it just because I like to look. Yeah, I can just fucking split the eyes or something. You got like one eye looking yeah, down, one eye looking I up. Skills at that point. Yeah, it's I haven't done that. <laughs> I tried doing it for Attack on Titan. Yeah, and I couldn't do. It I, I always I kept just, missing shit. I always, a lot of times, Misty prefers dubs, I which prefer- is heresy to the weeb community. But I, I, I'm, I'm not a. Uh, You're not a gatekeeper. Knock I'm, it off. I'm not a gatekeeper uh, slash. Uh, I'm not as particular about that. So, the only reason I'm like at that point with some of the stuff is because like new episodes are coming out and they won't be dubbed for a long time. Right. So you got to either get okay with subtitles or wait or wait until they happen to dub it and i usually am like i just want to watch this episode so you start to you watch it that way so with the subtitles can't wait i'll generally know (laughs) yeah what's some what's some uh other movies that are on your kind of uh not enough people watch or know about or just something that's really one of your 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 favorite horror films behind the mask the rise of leslie vernon never heard of it that is which fits into my question (laughs) it is a wonderful movie i think it's on prime video if you get a chance to watch it um basically it's a documentary Mm -hmm. quote unquote a mockumentary i guess you could call it um that follows a serial killer who lives in the same world as Michael Myers and Jason okay, Voorhees. Okay, okay, I think I've I've seen a trailer for this. Yeah. Didn't he work at like a convenience store at the a beginning of the film or something like that, or a movie store? Uh, yeah, I think it's a convenience store, or he's no, he's hunting at a convenience okay, store. Okay, okay, and uh, but he's preparing for his big night to kill all these teenagers, and his documentary crew is following him around. 
and then you find out like the movie is shot like a documentary the entire time until mm. the very end and you find out that the documentary crew is actually his target that's mm. who he's going to kill nice and uh spoiler alert spoiler alert yeah <laughs> <laughs> whoops post reveal yeah woohoo <laughs> <laughs> woohoo big summer blowout um <laughs> But uh um, can't throw a frozen reference into this episode. <laughs> yeah. It's Halloween episode. I sure as fuck can. <laughs> uh but no, so you get that and then once it gets to that point, it cuts to like a traditional slasher film. It's really good. Yeah. Really, really stupendous. Like yeah, I feel like I saw a trailer for it and was like, that if you looks really awesome get a chance to watch it, it's it's re- I didn't watch it. I recorded it once. I had uh D V R and I didn't watch it. It was actually Michelle's brother. He came over and stayed the night, and he watched it. And I watched it after he did because he was like, that's really good. You should watch it. So I watched it, and damn it, he was right. And <laughs> on par. On par. He was accurate in his statement. He I was explain, uh, on the nose. This, this, this gesture. But on the nose. Yeah, yeah. What an idiot. What is she, <laughs> a child? <laughs> Seven. She hadn't seen that before. We don't do that in the home. Uh, no your child's probably smarter than i am um it was uh it was one of the treehouse of horror uh episodes where where they're eating the kids uh the all the kids that go into detention they they eat them and and he's like are you uh she's like are you saying that you cooked up and ate and he's like you're jimbo and he's taps his nose to her and he she's like why do we do that like on the nose on the point so I was just putting on that um, yeah that's the first one that always comes to mind that's one I suggest to most people is watching that one um, other than that just some of your faves what? I have a list of I obscure ones not necessarily obscure but just anything that you really really like that you wouldn't mind either discussing here or want to uh, honorable mentions of your favies uh get out is one of those up there for me um we talked about that before the before we started recording but yeah, it was yeah. uh why don't you go with your list because uh, <laughs> who came prepared we mentioned get out because one of the concepts we were talking about was possibly like movies or horror films that were influential within film or or whatever and get out tends to be uh, one more modern one that, that seems to have sparked a lot of conversation and stuff about uh, like the Black Lives Move uh, Matter movement and uh, you know things like that and it became kind of a really relevant to what it seemed like a lot of to me was like a lot of white uh, people uh, having a better understanding about the black experience in those situations right um, and so it, it became kind of a, a cultural relevant thing at the time alien was one of the ones i was kind of thinking too because of it being a kind of a, a tough female character um where she's kind of the uh lead badass uh in the series um but yeah i was trying to think of that or like ones that uh changed the landscape of those kind of films like i feel like ring the ring kind of changed the uh movies there for a while a lot of them were like the grudge and some of them kind of went into um, like other countries, horror movies and then tried to redo them in a way. Yeah. Um, I feel like it follows or the Babadook was the yeah. new more, more recent kind of 
um, shift in in filming, which it follows is one that I really really liked. That was uh, more recent. Yeah, that was um, a really good movie. And then uh, Quiet Place. Yeah, Quiet Place. Um, Us uh, is a, a more modern, uh, popular one. Um, it's movies like that, like like Get Out, like Us, like Quiet Place, even um, Don't Breathe. Yeah, Don't one. Breathe was another one on my list. Uh, as I mentioned, that was a really good recent one. But it's uh, one of those that finally made people kind of take notice of what a horror movie could be yeah. and how good they could be. Because like, those aren't just good horror movies. Those are good movies. Yeah, um, and like like Witch, uh, I like that one quite a bit. Yeah, like It Follows Bob The Vivitch. Yes, The Vivitch. Um, double V. All right, that's what it was. It's double V originally. All right, double V. Double V. And then it became a double U because we're American. Um, double V. Uh, but yeah, the um, those films they have more nuance, and then it's also of that context, kind of like how people perceive somewhat The Shining, where like, did he just get mad from? Uh, go crazy from cabin fever or was it actually spirits there right and it, it leads that into like with um, the Babadook is it her trauma of having a difficult child while raising them by the, herself and her loss of her husband causing her to have this madness or to uh, uh, create this figure of the Babadook to as a representation of her struggle or is there really a creature called the Babadook right. coming terrorizing her? And it, it gives more nuance. And like I said earlier with like some of the movies I like, is it's it's making you look at that notion in a different way. And like so in that concept, like perso- uh, personification of your actual anxiety and depression, you know, that's actually coming to kill you in a way, makes you look at that in a different light right. in some ways. So things like that I think are really, really cool and like giving it that kind of uh, seriousness and nuance is uh, been a, a recent uptick in that in those kind of films. Because for a long time, horror movies, even though some of them had a um, sci-fi or an intelligent twist to it, it was always deemed kind of uh, cheap entertainment a lot of the time. Yeah, because I mean, they could spit out horror movies pretty cheaply, yeah. pretty quickly. Much like they used to do westerns, yeah, and so it doesn't didn't generally get the same kind of critical look acclaim. and acclaim as I, rem- I remember as them getting it. some nods at the, not nods but like um uh, which I understand a video video package at the Oscars uh, celebrating horror, but in that video package it had scenes from like Twilight in it. <laughs> Oh. Go fuck yourself. How about that? <laughs> you guys don't know what. Which I mean, is. I understand. You guys had Jason X and Leprechaun in the Hood. I, I understand. There's some of that, but those are some of the. What's wonderful. wrong with J- Jason X and <laughs> Leprechaun in the Hood? They're wonderful. They are magic. That and that that ties into one of my favorite subgenres of horror. Shit ones. Dark comedy yeah. or horror comedy, uh, like Evil Dead Two, Shaun of the Dead, uh, This Is the End. Yeah. Uh, wonderful movies. Uh, Fido, have you ever seen that one? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So some of those are really, uh, really great. Um, some of the other ones I mentioned, like one. Oh, I also mentioned one of the ones that we watch on Halloween a lot of times is Ernest Scared Stupid. Yeah, we just watched that yesterday, actually. <laughs> that that tends like to, that movie is really good. Like it's fun. Yeah, it tends to fall into my and uh, 
yeah, the trolls are disgusting. Yeah, um, they are really gross. <laughs> they're really rough. Every time I watch them, I'm like, yeah. They're the same. They're been making out with same them. outfits as the uh, killer clowns from outer space, except for the main troll. Yeah. Uh, Tantook, I think, is the name of the main <laughs> troll, but like the uh, Tantor, that's yeah. his name. Uh, but the other trolls yeah. are the same costumes from killer clowns from outer space. Nice. They just repurposed them. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, and one of the more recent movies I've watched that I really liked was uh, Color Out of Space. Yeah. Um, which is probably the most recent That's horror a weird film that one I really too. liked. Which H.P. Lovecraft, and I like a lot of his work, and uh, Nicolas Cage is enjoyable in it. And uh, But yeah, it was it was the fusion of the mother and yeah. child scene that uh, was particularly Disturbing. hard. Yeah to deal with because the the whining and moaning sounds of the bodies being fused together and the pain and like un- them not being able to communicate that well enough and as people and yeah. uh, organs changing was very like oh that's that's upsetting <laughs> yeah, I, um, I do remember watching I was like oh <laughs> oh no <laughs> <laughs> this this hurts um but yeah it was it was a, a good one I watched that and um the other uh, recent Nicolas Cage, uh, Mandy, oh, Mandy, uh, here recently, which Mandy was good, um, but it's it's a little, um, I don't know, uh, it it goes into like kind of that seventies eighties vibe, but it also has like the you know horror metal like type of thing of like people fighting with chainsaws covered in blood kind of concept, which is awesome, but also. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. It was it was good, and I enjoyed it, but it's not something I feel like I'd, I'd visit a lot more often. Right, Colorado Space, I might, but then again, I don't know if I want to go through that scene again. That's yeah, pretty lot. rough. But uh, it was it was a pretty cool uh, movie. Um, Silent Hill, I really enjoy still. Oh, uh, that's yeah, the uh, weird pyramid head throwing the. Uh, woman's flesh on the church doors makes me chuckle every time because I'm a terrible person. Um. <laughs> God, I worry about you sometimes. <laughs> All right. Um, Mitch the Ring. Uh, Troll Hunter, did you ever watch that? Never watched that, no. I, I've seen, uh, I think, a preview for it. I just never yeah. watched it. It's 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 good. Um, better than you'd think it would be because like, the trolls don't seem so super good CG but it's a foreign film and it's better than you would expect and it was an enjoyable movie but it was just something that popped up in the, like something we've watched that I don't think a lot like, of people hey, have like this seen. too yeah. uh, I mentioned The Ring but like when that first came out when I was younger it was that was a big deal of a movie for me uh, I really liked that one and it it threw me off because like yeah, my dad was a bit of a movie collector, so we had tons of VHSs and yeah. films and stuff. So like, it doesn't hit the same way with a modern audience because VHSs aren't really right. a thing. But like at the time when you've seen plenty of Blake tapes that you don't really know what's on until you put it in the VH uh, the VCR, you're it like, would be kind of like it was uh, a little more like oh shit, <laughs> kind of a thing. This is different. Yeah. It hits different at that uh, that age and that uh, time period when it came out. Um, uh, the Ritual. Uh, it's a recent Netflix movie. Uh, a couple guys going out on this hike through um, yeah Norway. I want to say uh, the creature on that was 
way better than I expected it to be. It was pretty cool. Um, I like that one quite a bit. If you haven't seen it, I do want to watch. I remember. I think it's in my queue. It's it's good. It's worth a worth a watch. Um, clown. Yeah, that one was underwhelming to me. Underwhelming. It it's not like it didn't blow me away, but it was a really interesting take to me. It was. I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the the concept behind it, but the problem with it was that it had been built up for me. Okay. Because it had this massive story of trying to get released here in America. Yeah. And you couldn't get it. They couldn't get it released for a long time. And then finally when they did, you watch and you're like, why? <laughs> no, I liked it pretty well. Like the thing, and too, I got to it a little easier. Arr. Um, <laughs> and, uh, Even then, I couldn't know. Couldn't get I, it? I couldn't get it because it wouldn't, because so you like, couldn't get it. So like what I, I did there for a long time was I would, I would find these like uh, threads, these boards, where they would basically people would talk about like, what we're doing now, like films that they think are awesome or really suspenseful, have an awesome twist or, uh, foreign films, things that aren't, uh, you know, these are horror aficionados talking about some of their favorite works and they would have a good like list of movies. And I'm like, all right, I've seen that. I've seen that. I've seen that. Those are all awesome. And they've got like six more that I've never seen. I'll check those six out and see if I like them. And so I got, you know, turned on to quite a few, right. uh, films that were, some decent, some not Ish. as great as I'd like, but Clown was on one of those lists, and I I got it and thought it was a uh, an interesting layout. It wasn't something I'd really seen before. Yeah, it was and like it takes it into a uh, an interesting method later on. Yeah, um, which also ties me to Cooties. You ever seen that one? Yes, it's I also really, really enjoy that. Um, it's a it's just got Rain, Wil- Rain Wilson, Rain Wilson, correct. and uh. Uh, Elijah Wood. Yeah, that's um, it. I couldn't remember who the other guy which was. It's Elijah Wood's production company. Yeah. Um, and it's if you don't know, it's basically a zombie type movie, but it only affects children. These children, um, <coughs> and specifically, it's a bunch of children that are affected by the zombie virus from this these chicken nuggets that they eat that's at lunch. It, yeah, I was trying to remember what food it was. And was it's like, the food. teachers and Elijah Wood, who's a substitute teacher, getting attacked and chased by these children who are trying to kill them. It's um, it's a pretty wonderful movie if uh, you get a chance to watch it. And and uh, one of my favorites from the the classics of the eighties, uh, Hellraiser. Um, yeah, I I understand completely why like people aren't fans of like the later yeah. uh, variations. Um, I still enjoy them to a certain extent, even though they're not terrible. Um, but like. Uh, <laughs> it's bad that I've, I've but I've read uh, the comics and a lot of the backstory and like some I've read the novels and stuff so the characters are uh, a little more uh, interesting to me in that way but also I really like the original first movie and it, it did something especially when at the time your horror villain was not of that kind of concept he really did a, a fantasy sci-fi ty- or a fantasy type setup for it um, with these creatures from a parallel universe who right and then also like um, pinhead as he's called in the the later movies and things uh, is at a uh, certain point these movies should have just been called pinhead the movie yeah that's that's not never actually supposed to be his his name but 
it's it's the nickname everybody gave him because he didn't have a name in the movie. And it stuck. Yeah, and it kind of stuck with some people. In the in the later book that's written uh, called the Scarlet Gospels, he's he's like very against the name the name that people keep calling him because generally he's just referred to as the Hell Priest. But yeah, they call him <laughs> Pinhead. Um, but he was he's very well spoken and articulate in the story and like the whole uh, puzzle box calling him and stuff. Is, it's a cool concept, and then the whole idea of like kind of making it. BDSM fetish esque related is interesting, um, and uh, the books go a little more in depth than that, obviously. But uh, yeah, just the especially the the makeup and stuff of the the corpse without skin and stuff like that. Right, yeah, really, a lot really of really, really cool good makeup effects in that movie. Um, Horns, which could be considered a horror film, was yeah. listed. It's listed in there, uh, so I figured I'd throw it in there because anytime I get a chance call to mention more of a fantasy, yeah, get a chance to mention horns, I like to because it's it's like a horror comedy uh, mystery um, uh, love story. Yeah. all together. It's got a lot of yeah, but it's it's a really beautiful a lot of cogs movie. Working in there. I, I like it a lot. So any chance to mention it, I will. Uh, Cabin in the Woods, I also think, is one that's worth mentioning. Just watched mention, that the other day, too, actually. Um, because it plays on all the tropes and then gives a reason for those tropes. Yeah. Um, and all the, the people that become a trope are there because of... Uh, they become that way because of the uh, group that's working on them as opposed to them actually being that way. Yeah. So uh, I uh, also think one thing that ruined that movie was the trailer spoiled. Oh, uh, did I? I don't know if I saw a trailer for it. Trailer for so spoiled what was going that it was sort of like a not necessarily a game show, but like a yeah. game show where like they were releasing these monsters. And uh, yeah, I've talked to you a little bit about the SCP Foundation, and so a lot of people joke about that being a bit of a uh, uh, kind of an SCP. Sorry, his cat just uh, stuck its claws in me to stretch. Um, if you heard that slight gasp of air. <laughs> Um, I was trying to ignore it. I've never, I've never seen Jessica. Oh, <laughs> oh goodness! Should I stop this? I'll just let it happen. I'm, I'm in the middle of a monologue. Uh, get that purring up to the mic. Um, <laughs> what are you doing? Um, but uh, I've talked to you about the SCP Foundation yeah. stuff. How they're supposed to, you know, secure, contain, protect all these uh, different. Uh, messed up creatures and things they find along the way well a lot of people joke about that being like an scp movie essentially because it's the foundation working on this ritual and stuff to save the people uh which it works out kind of in that way which is an interesting tie-in if you wanted to go with it um yeah she's just staring at you she was how's it going she gets the dreamy eyes for you um critters another one of critters that was one i really liked as a kid uh it's I don't think kind, I've ever watched it. It's kind it. of a tie oh, like the Gremlins type yeah. layout. We watched, I want to say we watched a more recent one, which is enjoyable too. Yeah, uh, they made just made a recent one. Um, the recent uh, Puppet Master was also pretty good. Uh, the it? newest one? Was did you watch it? it? No, I didn't watch any of them because I don't it, like. It, it was enjoyable. I don't like small things. There was, there was, a, that there was a particularly screwed up. Those, those bothered me more as a kid, but because. Well, the thing is, like, you're going to see or hear Jason walking through your room, 
uh, something crawling up behind my bedpost while I'm asleep and slitting my throat was more likely of me not noticing them in my room. But it also can't really handle too dangerous of a weapon. Well, it's got hooks for hands, man. It's just going to (laughs) hurt. I'm just saying, little things could sneak in. They cut your your ankles when you get out of bed, man. Mm. The Achilles tendon. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. And then they just crawl up while you're helpless. Oh, that made everything pucker. <laughs> Jason, I'm going to hear that motherfucker crashing through my room dump, with his eight-foot self. It's going to sound like Evie walking through here. Uh, Godzilla, I'm going to notice that shit. <laughs> Are you? <laughs> Most likely. <laughs> Something under my bed about to slice my tendons. I ain't going to notice that till it's gone too late. Well, now I know what to do. <laughs> Joke's on you. Mattress on the floor, motherfucker. Oh, hide under the mattress. <laughs> yeah, we won't it's notice huge that at all. Just like, <laughs> um, yeah. There's a scene where the this the drill-headed person drills into a woman's uh, genital regions. And what then, movie is this? Uh, Puppet Master, and then no. rips out of her stomach with her unborn baby. Oh goodness. Yeah, it's it's got some scenes where you're like, I didn't think they were gonna do that. They and did it. They didn't do it. They did it. Did uh, it. It's also got uh, someone slightly bigger named to it i can't remember who it is but it's like why are you doing here <laughs> you're better than this <laughs> but it was enjoyable um uh let's see um i've got the evil dead movie obviously is, yeah. is worth worth a mention uh the fly jeff goldblum yeah cronenberg uh, spy cronenberg spy uh is worth worth watch uh, Reanimator, obviously worth a watch. My my book, I like Reanimator series, all three of them. Uh, Borderlands, I've mentioned on the show before, has got a really yeah. good twist that I like. Uh, As above, so below was yeah. one that's more recent. That's it's really good. It's one of the ones that kind of filtered into my rewatched uh, uh, preferred movies or top top movies. Um, the Exorcist is always worth a mention at uh, Halloween time. Yes. If you haven't seen it. That, I've seen it. That and possibly Poltergeist, which you mentioned you watched yeah, yesterday. Yeah, I just watched Poltergeist again last night for the first time in a long time. It's it's good, yeah. but like, it is not scary. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's just... that damn preacher. Well, that's in the second one. Is it the second one? Yeah. Exactly? All right, yeah. We watched the first and second on the same day, so I've... Second one is, uh, yeah, that that preacher is just upsetting, fucking upsetting. Just (laughs) to this day, he still scares the shit out of me. But, uh, let's see. Um, (laughs) yeah. Uh, then I was going to mention, uh, Young Frankenstein. I'm sure you've seen it. It's not not a horror. It's not a horror, but in the vein vein of horror comedies, um, that I got that Shaun of the Dead and Evil Dead too, and this is the end yeah. reference um, that I'd mention if we're doing uh, the subgenre of horror comedy. Um, I've heard someone telling me like I should really watch. Uh, I want to say it's Sheep or Black Sheep or yeah, there's one uh, called Black Sheep and it's I believe it's a killer sheep. Yeah, that's what I, I understand. Is I've heard of Killer Sheep, I believe, but and it's. I've heard it's worth I've a watch. I've watched sure. it. It's, yeah. It's worth a watch? All right. I'd give it a watch if I were you. Noted. It has been a long time since I've watched it. I remember, 
So this is it was blockbuster errors when I watched it. So yeah, it uh, was special. Yeah, something special. Um, I watched. It makes me think of a movie called Black Rat. I watched. It's a Japanese horror film. Um, that was interesting. You watched a Japanese horror film? Yeah, I did. Gassed and shocked. I know, right? Um, that and then there's would it be Dick? Um, uh, there's just another one too. I can't think of what it's called though, and it's kind of driving me crazy. It's got a uh, a guy who experiences some sort of like alien abduction type thing, and then like hides in his uh, house and like tapes up all the windows and stuff. And I can't think of what it's called. Um, that sounds familiar. I can't I've, quite place what it yeah. is though. Now I try that also. I watched that alongside the same time as there was a movie on Netflix, a horror movie on Netflix that was just kind of terrible, and I didn't really Which like was. it. Yeah, I know. Um, it was a guy that was like basically trying to save his buddy from this monster, and he was the monster, and it was not very good. It looked it like from the trailer and stuff, it looks awesome, and it's, it does not live up to it. Um, I can't remember what it's called. Um. But yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. kind of the horror groupings it's I've got. Uh, <laughs> I think we did enough for an episode. I I would I would assume. I think we're at about two hours, two and a half, two not two and a half. Yeah, two one, hours and five minutes. One and a one and fifteen minutes of usable material. Yeah, because the rest of it will be pre-show shenanigans. And you guys don't know what pre-show shenanigans are yet, yet because I haven't released the pre-show shenanigans. I, just, I have them all built up. I haven't put them together or anything. <laughs> I just have them built up. I plan on putting the ones from the previous run of the show mm-hmm. all together or as much together to make an episode. And then everything from this current run of the show will be its own separate entity of pre-show shenanigans. Never going to give you up. Never going to let you <laughs> down. Down. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So oh, f- how fuck? <laughs> That's pre-show shenanigans. That you is, don't get those jokes. Yeah. Not yet. <laughs> That's called the re-listen value. <laughs> exactly. Um. So yeah. Uh. You don't have plugs. I know that. I. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been up to, Joe? Fucking nothing. Move on to my things. <laughs> do you have things going on? Maybe. What do you have going on? Someone talk to him. <laughs> my girlfriend in the other country. No. Uh, you know, you never heard of her. She's in high school. She <laughs> what? Yeah. That's the joke. Is you know the middle <laughs> the middle school kid who's like I've got a girlfriend who's uh, in high school. She <laughs> just lives in you know another town. Like don't I, I'm 32. I don't have a high school girlfriend. Sorry. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. It's good to know that you. I, I can't believe you had to say that out loud. Yeah, I have to put those things into context since. Since, since I Jake, want to bring attention. Yeah, to yeah. Jake won't just go along said. with my joke here. <laughs> nope. Um, <laughs> they call me the joke ruiner. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, just making mead. Uh, been doing that. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah you're making Started some mead. Started a batch. This dude uh, makes mead every year, about every year, right? Well, I haven't in the past two because I moved and didn't want to fuck it up mid-move, and then uh, I spent money on house repair, the things that I wanted to do, so I didn't blow a bunch to make everyone gift, Did you get all the mead. pouring put in and all that? <laughs> Jesus. Um, but yeah, uh, so 
Yeah, I got a batch of meat going. Uh, had a 40-pound honey shipment to my house. I'm making 13 gallons. Weirdo. Uh, yeah, no. I know. Like, I like that the UPS guy's probably just like, what the fuck? If he knew what he delivered to my house on yeah, a regular she- basis, <laughs> he would be traumatized for sure. I know what you get delivered to your house, and it's upsetting sometimes. You don't know. Yeah, not anymore, I guess. It's, there was a time whenever it was like I knew everything. <laughs> Got a lot of details involved. Um, but, yeah, there's a lot of weird stuff going on around there. Uh, I, did, I just ordered a set of uh, the Akuma prayer beads. Because, exactly. Why? I wa- I came to his house with nunchucks today, just so everyone knows. Yeah, she did. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he came in here and he just and he's just standing at my door and he has nunchucks and he starts whipping them around. I'm like, yeah, yep, that's them. And he was like, I was like, yeah, why not? Why didn't? Why not bring nunchucks like, to my exactly, house? Exactly. Why not? And I, nunchucks, not numchucks. Yes, nunchucka. Jesus. But yeah, I uh, brought those. Speci- I forgot water, but I brought nunchucks. Yeah, he had to have. Well, he didn't. He didn't fiddle with it the entire time. He usually. The noises you hear in the background is him fiddling with his metal container of water. So it's like a really like, <laughs> like when you, when you screw the cat back on and you set it down like clang, clang. Yeah. But I brought nunchucks specifically to make him laugh his ass off. And, and it works. It got some chuckles. So I feel uh, completely justified in my nunchuck bringing. Um, I just like that you're, you're like, oh yeah, I gotta get my nunchucks. <laughs> I literally walked out in the garage to grab them <laughs> specifically for this. I'm surprised you didn't bring your fucking bow staff. I thought about grabbing the rope dart, but <laughs> no, that one I wouldn't let you swing around my room. The garage, though, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's cool to look at. We've got less important things in there. <laughs> um, we don't have cars in our garage, but that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, so yeah, I don't really got anything particular, p- particular. I don't just, either. Uh, you know, we went camping the other day, so that was pretty cool. Was that fun? Nothing plugged, but yeah, it was pretty good. The girls had a good time hiking, and uh, right as soon as I turned off the lantern to uh, tell a spooky story, read, read some of a horror story, uh, a coyote started a howl. Perfect. So, like, 50 coyote amongst the woods we hear go off as soon as I turned off the lantern. And they were like, holy shit. <laughs> you couldn't ask them for a perfect time. Yeah, Misty was very enthralled with the, the coyote house. She's like, that's awesome. Uh, but, yeah, so that was, that was fun. Uh, but, yeah, I've just been making mead and nunchucking <laughs> my life away. Uh, made some spice syrup and... Uh, been watching Treehouse of Horror, man. Let's see. What have I been doing? Not a fucking thing. Working, and that's it. Uh, that's all I do is anymore is I work and do this podcast. Yeah. I have a TikTok, Motley underscore nerd. I don't do much of anything on there anymore. Yeah. I, not necessarily that I got bored on it, but like I just don't have time to commit to yeah. doing anything on there. Yeah, I, I basically use mine to go run through a few things and stalk my wife. Yeah, she's got way more followers than. uh, Yeah, yeah, she's got like, almost like fifty thousand. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, but uh, I was pretty content with having uh, I have like four hundred. Yeah, that's that's, and I was like, it's probably more than less than this podcast. (laughs) I guarantee it's more than less than the podcast. Last number I saw, actually, last number I saw, 
it was like 190 something people downloaded yeah, yeah. it from soundcloud i was like really that's terrible really? that's not that that's, that's not bad at all i'm not, i'm pretty content with that too i that's the thing in this run of it like i don't <laughs> give a shit if anybody listens to it i generally have fun recording the podcast yeah. and this then is, this is our our, our bi-weekly uh, get together hang out with a friend situation basically so. that's that's pretty much it that's all we do but um we do need topics to talk about so if you guys have any suggestions for topics uh you can hit me up on uh instagram motley underscore yeah uh motley underscore shaking my head yes like i know but i don't know uh you can also do it on twitter same thing motley underscore nerd you can also email us at official motley nerd at gmail.com uh like i said motley nerd uh all one word on tiktok is my uh for all my shenanigans uh you can come watch me do stuff like there and i have a video up about the podcast so you can drop suggestions there as well um that's it that's all i got so until next time i'm jake i'm joe what were we talking about Molly Nerdcast.